All right, everybody, welcome to Nebraska Hawks Nest. This is Adam. I am here with Frank Garza, father of Iowa Basketball Center, Luca Garza. How are you doing, sir? Good, Adam. Um, thanks for having me. Can you hear me okay this time? Yes, I can. It's okay. coming crystal clear. Okay, good. For everybody that's watching, we had a little bit of te technical difficulties with the audio going into this, so wasn't quite sure what exactly it was, but hopefully we got that fixed. So, um, so right now, yeah, Luca is listed um, on the roster uh, as six foot eleven, and so I wanted to ask you um, if you've ever kind of looked back and thought if you maybe had one more Flintstone vitamin, what gave him the kid one more steak, he would have pushed through to that seven foot range. <laughs> well, that's a good one. Well, you know that is actually um, you don't hear about it much, but most seven footers don't make it past sixty two. You know, you know, you'll. Um, um, recall uh wilt you know well i mean you know it's just because you're bigger and taller so we're kind of glad he didn't get you know, pushed the seven foot um number but uh, um yeah i wonder yeah one more uh, uh vitamin or eat some more veggies i actually tried we actually my wife and i had uh had a deal we'd pay him a dollar every time he ate a salad and mm -hmm. i was like look there's money and he doesn't like any dressing on it and so it's almost like we had to like come up with all creative ways and uh, to get them to, to eat veggies. So, you know, who knows? Maybe we didn't do that uh, hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of kid was he like growing up? Was he ever mischievous, ever get into any trouble? Or was he pretty in the straight and narrow most of the time? Yeah, he's on the straight and narrow. He's a very sweet kid. Um, um, you know, big kid. So, you know, the problem with being big is, you know, your teachers and people around think you're older. Mm. So, you know, he's tall and they're thinking he's 15, you know, when he's in the sixth grade. And so uh, he, that happened to him a lot, where people just treat him as he's older. So as you're, when you're growing up, you're just like, well, I'm older. So he always was uh, um, uh, in control of what was going on and, um, and, uh, and very sweet. All right. Well, that's, that's, that's good to know. Um, with his recruitment process, I always think that's, it's super interesting. He had a lot of bigger schools come on late in the process, but um, from the sounds of it and what everything looks like is that Fran and Iowa was really on him early and kind of tugged at his heartstrings and, and got in there before a lot of schools uh, came in on him, like Georgetown and, um, you know, Duke and some other places that were giving him a look. Can you tell us about the recruiting process and maybe what some of the schools were you guys were looking at and what made you ultimately choose Iowa? Yeah. Great question. Ed. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's um, I've kept some of the recordings and one day I'm going to, I don't know, write some, book about it or some just or do something about it. I mean, I think we should have conscious recruiting, you know, because these are recruiters are salespeople uh, that are trained and they're feasting on single parents a lot of times or just uh, guardians or both parents doesn't matter. And they're doing things that uh, really the other side parties not even aware of what's happening. You know, when they offer a scholarship, you know, of course, Luca would ask, OK, by the way, you've off offered me a scholarship. How many other scholarships have you offered? Oh, 42. Well, how many spots do you have available? Three. So, you know, parents knew this going into things and had an idea. But anyway, it was it was fun. It was a circus. Uh, when Luke was being recruited, Adam, it was the first year that the NCA said that only in basketball. Now it's for all sports, but it was only in basketball that you could call text okay. or recruit at any time, any day, anywhere, anywhere. So I had places like Georgia that was recruiting Luca and they would 
call my number and then sing me a song. One of them was they sang Georgia. Georgia. And it was just, I was just like, I would have played it for Luca. And it was good. The guy was good. I was like, wow, that's incredible. So people would do way crazy things because, like, like you said, Luca, we knew we were going to be a late bloomer. Um, you're right. Fran got in there early. Of course, I knew about Fran. And I, you know, whoever you're going to send your boy to better be a man of character because he's going to bring him into adulthood, manhood as part of the process. So that was a primal. And, um, and he really set the bar. So then we compared uh, everything based upon that. But as uh, I had uh, cut a deal with Fran to say, you know, he's going to be a late bloomer. And because, uh, you know, we go away every summer, get better every year, get better every year. We get working harder, 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 knowing he would bloom. And so, of course, that happened. And I said, Fran, geez, would you, uh, you know, I said, hey, Fran, you know, you've offered us, you know, you're in the you're in the running at the top spot. But I want Luca to experience what it's like to be wanted, to be needed, because you have to realize up to this point, Adam, uh, he was overlooked, just like he's, as you've seen, he's been overlooked yeah. many, many times. So he never had the feeling of being wanted to be you know, recruited. So when that, when I told Fran, hey, I want him to do that. I want him to go, uh, go on these recruit trips, go to Stanford, go to Alabama, you know, go to, you know, go to all these different uh, places and see what it feels like because you've earned it. And so Fran mm -hmm. allowed us to do that, but it was wacky. There were people doing stuff. We were working out in Hawaii and Notre Dame coach had called over there trying to, to uh, get my coach in college who we were staying with and working out with to get me on the line. Oh, please. Uh, you know, but it was done deal. It was already over. Yeah. I finally told Luca at that point, okay, now it's time to stop all this craziness because people were getting, uh, as you can imagine with money anywhere, anytime money's on the line, like in the NCAA and having a winning program, yeah. all different kind of people come out uh, with all different kinds of scruples. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's great for Luca, though, to have been able to go through that recruiting process. And you feel like you're making a more informed decision at that point. You know, you feel more comfortable about about where you ended up. No um, regrets. You, know, you go to Louisville to say, wow, look at Louisville. They're champions. But it's not so much you win. It's how you win that counts. I mean, there's an odor to cheating. There's an yeah. odor. There's an odor that's going around that you just, and it's just, and I wanted him to taste and touch it and then uh, 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 see what it's like in a place like Iowa where um, there's different standards. And that's where it's been nice just, you know, uniformly as like a, as an athletic department is they do things the right way and, uh, you know, with utmost integrity. And, and that makes you proud as a fan, as a, I'm sure as a parent of a player that they're doing things the right way. And that, that's really great that you guys hold that to be you know something very important to you because that's a that's a great trait you want to instill in your son and so that, that that's that's pretty great uh one thing i wanted to talk to you about was lucas lucas mom so she yeah. uh, played played professional basketball over in europe and then you played for in my opinion the school with the coolest mascot the vandals idaho <laughs> i think that's such a cool name uh we need to know, was this an arranged basketball marriage to, to create <laughs> a stud at the college level or what? This is like, it's almost too good to be true. How did you and Lucas' mom meet? <laughs> say, that, say that last part. How did uh, you and Lucas' mom meet? Oh, that's a long, long story, boy. That's a long one. But it's, it, no one's asked that. It's interesting. You know, by the way, Idaho, um, you, you may recall Lute Olson, his second to last year, they were scheduled to go to the final four and do all that. And they lost in an overtime to a team on a last second shot by Kellerman who played for university of Idaho. 
So we eliminated Iowa, I think it was 92, 90, no, no, it was 82, 83. Yeah, in, into, um, and when we made it in the Sweet 16. So anyway, there's a little trivia there. It's I, ironic he comes to Iowa, right? After yeah. you know, all that. And they're same colors too. Idaho, Iowa, same colors. So anyway, so yeah, my wife and I, we, uh, I met her actually in all odd places. Um, my dad and I had um, uh, brought over one of the first Yugoslavians Slavians ever to play in America in college, and that was Tailman Alabegovic, who happens to be my brother-in-law. And we uh, he got him to a, a spot scholarship at Oregon State to play with Ralph Miller, a former Iowa coach as well, basketball coach. And um, through that whole process, uh, Tailman would be telling me about, you know, Shayla, who's the name of my uh, wife. He'd be telling me about her, and uh, she'd heard about me, right? And because I got to know Tail well, and you know, we we kind of adopted him to, to get him on his way because he was from another 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 continent. And uh, so anyway, we have, we developed a, a, an exchange program where we brought kids from Yugoslavia to Marin County, California, trained them on basketball, and then we would go over there and experience Yugoslavia. And so we were going back and forth, back and forth, and you think we would have met there. She's even stayed at one of my houses in the Bay Area because uh, when they came over to stay, uh, the kids, we put them in, in uh, host families to stay while we trained. And so it was really a fun learning experience and, and, uh, and the kids really got a lot out of it. So anyway, it comes, I, uh, we don't see each other in that whole seven years, uh, uh, not once, heard about each other, yeah. I was busy working. So anyway, my coach in college uh, took the job as the athletic director uh, in University of Hawaii. And so his basketball coach, I told you it was a long story, Adam. <laughs> That's okay. I love it. Coach, my basketball coach or his basketball coach at Hawaii got sick, had a heart attack. And so the reason I'm telling you that is that there was a camp starting the next week. And he calls me up and says, Gars, he always called me Gars. Gars, you got to get over here, bring Tailman. He'll be the guest pro. And you got to help me run the camp because I got nobody. My coach is down. His guys. So that's what we did. Well, I call up Tail. said, Tail, get over. Let's go. He goes, well, hey, I want to bring Shayla. <laughs> right? I want to bring Shayla to Hawaii with his wife at the time. They are fraternal <clears throat> twin sisters. It's it really crazy. Wow. Twin sisters, right? 25 minutes apart. So anyway, uh, I said, fine. You know, whatever. Well, we you know, got him over there. Well, Layla, his wife couldn't come because of visa problems. She was in Italy at the time. As was it because tail tail after Oregon State, thirteen year career in the pros, big time player. Anyway, um, so Shayla still came to Hawaii. So I met her in all places in Hawaii. You know, uh, you know, odd, and it just uh, it, it it took off from there. <laughs> That's a pretty good story. That wasn't that long at all. When they're entertaining. When they're entertaining like that, when it, you know, it doesn't matter how long it is. A good story is a good story. All right. I appreciate that. So um, that's how it happened. With Luca deciding to come back for his senior year, I got to tell you, that was every Iowa fan was sitting on the edge of their seat because obviously we want Luca to come back. You know, he's one, you know, going to go down as one of the greatest Iowa basketball players of all time. Tell us about how that process went. Uh, what your conversations were like with Luca and um, were you guys ever really close to deciding to enter the NBA draft? Yeah. Great question. Uh, we were, we were, uh, he was uh, at one point we weren't coming back, you know, when all the COVID um, um, started really getting intense and then the NC, you know, it just got really, 
really uh, dark there for a minute. But it wasn't uh, not unlike the recruiting process, which is we were going to leave no stone unturned. We were going to check the options. And so we had Luca at a million dollars and a shoe deal. Um, and that's a lot of money for a 21-year-old. Uh, for anyone. For anyone, right? That's a lot of money. Yeah. And so we said, okay, let's look at this. Leave no stone unturned. We talked to many. I talked to many general managers about, hey, where would you be in the draft? I mean, where is he here? What's going on? What do you see? So that was very educational. We got grabbed a lot of data from some brilliant minds, which, which the, the, you know, the, the NBA has got so much talent, made so many great coaches. Anyway, a lot of knowledge. And in, uh, in, in basketball is something I know a lot, a lot about, so it was fun to talk with him. So we went through that whole process. And we are not, not unlike the Franklin close on one side benefits on the other side negatives and knowing that what we're going to get to is uh, principles um, over personalities or over money. So it came down to what are the principles here? One is my wife and I wanted him to get a degree. I mean, you know, it's kind of sounds stupid to you know, people. How dumb is that? They're going to get paid me. And well, I'm not kind of old fashioned. I want them to go to a place, go four years, finish it up. Yeah. Every place we've been, Adam, it's been my mission to make it better than when we arrived. To come to a place and make it better. We did that at Murray High School. Murray High School, first um, um, Gatorade uh, Player of the Year ever out of Murray School. Uh, first time Murray had been mentioned so many times because of Lucas' name was associated with it. Conversely, same with Iowa and D.C. You know, they're talking about Iowa and D.C. all the time because it's where Lucas grew up. So. Yeah. We wanted to make it uh, better, but we hadn't finished yet. We, we had our mission wasn't done yet. Here. We wanted to do something here, never been done before. And um, so it came down to principles. And uh, just like a good pilot, uh, you got to have, um, you know, you got to have guiding principles, right? So when you're in the fog and it's hard to make a decision, you can anchor on those principles. And it came down to that, which is the love of Iowa that Luca has, that we both have for that matter, the love of his teammates, his coaches, and the opportunity to do something that's never been done before. How many times, I said to Luca at some point, how many places are you going to go where you're going to get the ball every time you're open? Guys are going to pass it to you. When's that ever going to happen again? Enjoy that. Let that go, and I think you guys will be able to win it all. So it was very stressful. Yeah. As COVID was going on, we were – probably saw my Twitter where we find places to work out and we would do this and we would do that. And thank God we had that because it was so stressful not knowing what was going to, what was going to happen if there would even be a season. And so thank God for our meditations, right. To, to yeah. relieve the stress. Thank God for that work. And then really he got to a place is his call. I just, my job, any father is to leave parent is to leave no stone unturned, make sure all the options are out. Then it's his choice. And um, and it was um, it was uh, it was uh, the right one. Uh, yeah. So. Well, he's going to be able to walk away with that. You know, that final year of you know, most likely being Iowa's all-time leading scorer and hopefully national player of the year. So uh, yeah. that that's definitely going to be something you can't go back and get. So yeah. that's uh, very very cool. Um, with this transition into the NBA. Um, you know, you've been noted as um, saying this as well as there's been a real lack of quality big men in, in the professional game and the college game. Um, how was that train? How has that worked out for Luca uh, with his development 
And, you know, obviously in the back of your guys' mind, you got to be thinking about how his game's going to transition to the next level. Uh, what have you guys been doing to, to prepare for that? And, and what's it been like as his dad to be able to see him really set, help set the bar for a new generation of, of big men in basketball? Well, that's a great question. Very insightful, Adam. Not too many people have asked these kind of questions. You've done your homework, uh, Adam. Congratulations. Thank you. That's I appreciate that. The pleasure to have someone who um, who does that. Thank you. Thank you. Not that I'm upset with someone who didn't. I'm just saying I, I, I thank you. Uh, you can always tell the quality of folks by the questions they ask. Uh, I appreciate well, that. Well, here's the deal. Uh, I was watching Luca, you know, you know, as a kid, and just and I'm watching him play, and I'm in the I'm the DMV, right? DC, Maryland, Virginia. And I'm watching it just be a guard game where basically the big man was just uh, and, and the big girl was just regulated to run 94 feet, get a rebound, play defense. That's it. That's your total. And these guys are pounding the air out of the ball. I mean, just giving me a headache. They're you know, just, oh, my God, stop dribbling. Yeah. Stop turning the ball over. In fact, his AAU team, which was the best in the nation called Team Takeover, I used to call Team turnover in fact i told the coaches i know what tto stands for it's team turnover you guys have made 30 turnovers a game i mean what do you know so anyway they're they're family and we laugh about this all the time but i saw adam that uh, there was no big men the big men had been evaporated through aau and that kind of uh, uh, gambit that whole aau thing just took the big men out of it so i said okay we're gonna fix this and even though well luca unfortunately got my athleticism and not my wife's but uh Got his grandfather's legs, so those are NBA legs, those big, strong, powerful things, the Yugoslavian Um, Thank God. But uh, he got uh, my speed, which is I my my uh, my best speed ever. Adam in the forty-yard dash was one day, and uh, you know, and the you know the seasons move faster than me on the court, you know. So I, so I had to be smart, super efficient, uh, and all those things. So I I figured this: if we could uh, master the fundamentals of football. Uh, he'd be able to go as far as he wanted to go because another big who was fat, every big Luca comes up against from a physical standpoint, just physicality. How fast can you run a 40? How high can he jump? Luca's on the low on every one of those. He's inferior on every one of those, but it don't matter. That don't matter in the game because when the lights come on, the ref, the balls go up. Now you're competing and then it, that changes everything. So with the right training, putting that stuff into and stealing it, him, Putting the work in, he put the work in, as we all know, uh, and wanted to and chose to. Um, I could see that. Okay, now, even though someone's superior athletically, they're not fundamentally. And so, tr you know, training, favor, you know, chance favors the train, right? Fence, yeah, chance favors the train. And then number two is um, fundamentals trump talent every time. It, it just, it's just how it, how it is. And so I could see that happening. I could see it was something that was going to take some convincing of coaches to go back and go inside out. Even though mm -hmm. the stats say when you go inside out, ball goes in either through penetration or pass, and it's best to go as a pass. And when it comes back out, there's an 80% greater chance of scoring than if you just go on the outside and start throwing it up without having rebounders in place, without running the play. It's just you either have to make it or not, and then sometimes it's not a good call. So. That's another reason we came. I, uh, my discussions with Fran about the understanding of it's an inside game first was very important for Luca because he could be just tagged as, oh, he's not good. You're just going to maybe your senior year start playing. And I wanted to come someplace 
worth. He earned it. A chance where he could earn it at him, that he could start. Yeah. And uh, and uh, so, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if I answered all your question, but I. I oh, you I did. Like, I, okay, good. I, I knew that uh, the route to where we wanted to go would be uh, first paid by hard work. Uh, you know, most of it's practice, the rest of it's work, but but mostly having the being a, having great basketball IQ and fundamentals uh, would would take him as far as he wanted to go. Now, did I say, oh, he's going to be Big Ten Player of the Year? Is he going to be this or that? We don't do it for that. Yeah. Our thought was, in, in our belief is, if we optimize our behavior, it'll all come together, whatever may be. You got to trust the process. Trust the process. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Principles, principles over personalities. There you go. Um, it's, it's been noted that Luca really, really hammered the heck out of your NBA VHS tapes over the years and watched the heck out of those. I remember watching those same ones. I think I actually somewhere saw some pictures of them. Like I had those same tapes when I was growing up as a kid, who, who were some of uh, Luca's biggest influences in those videos that he really tried to, you know, map your game at, map his game after. Yeah. Great question. So, I mean, of course there's the, Hakeem Olajuwon was a great one. That spin move of, of his is a Hakeem move. Um, of course, um, uh, Bird, you know, uh, Mikhail, um, Sigma, of course. Uh, Sigma actually taught me the Sigma move himself when I was 14 years old in, in Washington when he was playing for the Supersonics. In fact, we spoke to Jack uh, 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 Gattens. Mr. Gattens arranged that for us, by the way, uh, a Hawkeye under Lude and um and uh, so we talked to him and i reminded jack he was at that camp doing that and it was fun because i was in germany doing some work at, uh just last november and i uh i was with tailman my brother-in-law and he played at alba berlin so in berlin so we go to a game and guess who's playing for alba berlin luke sigma not mm -hmm. luke with an e so i was just like wow this is too wild man so i went up to luke hey man till you're dead you know so it's just so funny how small the, the you know the world is, but another one that was influential was the story about Pete Maravich oh. and his love for the game, and uh, of course Bill Walton's in there. There's so many I don't want to leave them out. Kareem, you know, beautiful Kareem. So he used to watch the pistol all the time. Oh yeah. Well, there was a story about that was done, uh, showing you know the father son thing and all that. Yeah. Got and it, 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 you could see it had some. It, you know, it's a great movie. Yeah, it was really, really special. And I always had a thing for Maravich. Um, I wish I could have seen him play live. You know, I, I never did. I could only see the films. And um, even our Caitlin uh, for our women's team's got a little bit of that thing. And Patrick uh, McCaffrey has a little bit of that too. This that where it was uh, Pete Maravich's socks. Right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. So they've got that air of just uh, that flare down the court. Yeah, and just but just the love of it, just like you see him out there, and it's like, boy, that's natural, uh, you know. And it is a natural; it's from hard work. But it was just so, so uh, he could do anything, you know. I love that uh, that movie, The Pistol, about Pete Maravich's life that and the relationship with his dad. And yeah. um, I remember I made my dad drive me down the street and tried to dribble the basketball out the window, just like in the movie. Didn't work <laughs> out so good for me. That was hard. That's hard to do. In fact, Luca would sleep with the basketball. Yeah, that. I've seen some of that uh, that movie and and um, and so yeah, no, it's very inspiring and and um, you know the thing is, uh, as I told him, yes, we're to go as far as you want to go with this, 
and uh, don't goal set for NBA. Don't just go goal set to be the best that you are, are capable of becoming, and just let it happen. And I don't care if we, you make money doing it. The idea is that when you commit to something, Adam, I don't care what it is, uh, uh, typewriting or jumping rope or you know being an artist or whatever. When you commit to being the best that you can be, that's life. That's the adventure. I mean, face it, in um, so many millions of years, I think it may be even a billion, the sun will supernova, there'll be no Earth. So none yeah. of it matters at the end of the day, nothing. It's the adventure. So it's the adventure. It comes down to the adventure, not the accolades. And so, um, and you can learn life. You know, sports is life in the miniature. You go on the court, don't protect yourself, you're going to get abused. If you go on the court doubting yourself, you're going to get abused, just like in life. <laughs> so many life lessons. That's what a dad wants. If I, God forbid, if something happened to me or my wife or something like that, we're both our kids are, uh, understand that. And, uh, and that's, that's what it's all about. I, I, that's an awesome message. I really like that a lot. That, that, that is very cool. So, and that's, that's great stuff to pass down to your son too. So that's, that's very, very cool. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about too, um, might be a little bit of a tough question. I understand. Um, what, what needs to happen this season uh, for Luca as an individual and for the team uh, to, for this season to be considered a success for, for you and for Luca? Yeah, well, that's a tough one, you know, uh, but a good one. Um, so I would say, um, well, there's a, there's a quote that uh, I got to spend a little time with Hawkeye Elvis last night. He drove up the game and uh, shout out to him. He's been, he's awesome. You know, yeah, there's a beautiful thing about being in Iowa. It is our field of dreams, Luca, in, in mine. Um, was just some of the quality, quality people you meet. And I'm talking about before Luca was a star. I'm talking about when he was a freshman. And, and uh, again, it was going to be Cordell starting. And he came into the locker room. He's not an Iowa guy. You, you know what happens. You know, you're not, you got to earn your way into that. And that's just how, that's how life is. It's not like, oh, too bad. No, it's how it is. You have to earn respect. Yeah, can't just be given. And so there were people along the way. And then with Lucas surgery and the cyst and all that devastation where you didn't even know if he's going to live um, if that thing had burst. And so, so many things, but people emerged here that have really touched our hearts. And, um, uh, you know, it, it means means the world to us. So anyway, uh, we were last night with um, with Elvis and, and the hero until we came down, came down to this. We must to me for the success. For me, the success is this. We must live together as brothers or perish together as few fools. That's a quote by Martin Luther King that, that uh, Elvis sent me last night after we finished because it summed up what we're talking about. For this to be a success in my book is if they play as one heartbeat. And you saw flashes of it pre-Indiana at home. Yeah. You saw the antithesis of that uh, out of our four out of five losses. And you started coming, you saw it coming back last night. And that's just how a team is. Come March, no one gives a crap about what happened those four losses. Because yeah. it's all building toward the prize. And so we got to be patient. And I sent a little tweet last night for the game where it was, uh, it'll be all right. These little kids singing that song. And that's what it's all about. It's going to be all right. So that would be a success for me is if they continue to live for each other, to give up the me for the we and bring home the prize to Iowa for all those fans. And there have been some tough Iowa ghosts here in terms of this, this you know, this program actually winning it all. 
you know, actually being and winning it on April 5th, the last day of college basketball this year. And so, um, oh, that's interesting. Look at this text me here. That's funny. <laughs> Tell me, said hi. I will. You know, it's like whenever uh, Einstein called it, the spooky stuff happens at a distance. And, but we can now measure it, Adam. When you focus your intention and you're talking about someone, you, you'll actually send out a broadcast thing and they'll send you a text or you'll a call or that's not by coincidence. It's actually uh, part of our human engineering. So, um, uh, so anyway, uh, I, I lost thought there. Oh, yeah. So for success is they live for each other um, and, and bring home the prize for the state. I think that's a great perspective. I think that's that that's great. I think more people need to think that way. So I think it puts things in perspective as a fan and a, as a player and a coach and everything. So I think that's a it's a very healthy way to look at it. And uh, you know, I wanted to get your thoughts. Um, we all knew he was a huge part of the team and contributed a ton. But you know, C.J. Frederick getting back in the lineup last night really seemed to inject the team with some energy. How important is he to making that engine go? Oh boy, yeah. Well, I think uh, yeah, it's a great observation. It's uh, CJ is one of the most unselfish uh, players, uh, and he's really good. I mean, he is a stud, and he's giving that iness up for the team. Like last night, he's open for a three, and he can nail threes. I mean, you're right. He's still leading the team in percentage on three. Uh, threw it at right end because Luca had the guy pinned one inch, you know, one foot from the basket, and he did it. So that's that playing together. You know, thing that's the only way we're going to defeat Gonzaga. It's the only way we're going to defeat the big time programs that we're going to see is playing together. We, and, and so CJ reminds us of that and how important he is. Well, we got a W and he was on the court. And I don't think that's a coincidence. It was uh, very nice to see him get back in the win column last night. So it was, uh, you could tell that he just getting him back just added a little bit of oomph to the rest of the team and they just things seem to flow better and he's such a great shooter it helps spread things out and he's a really good strong defender as well yeah he has pride in his defense i i can see it out there he's really i can't wait to see him healthy uh, which he's getting to be uh but i can't wait to see his career take off he is just uh you got the quality parents too so it's, 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 that's good yeah so the kid i don't think the kids turn the ball over all season i know that's so and it's crazy and he's just totally committed to having the team win, which means he knows that if Luca's got a guy pinned on his back, it's not just, oh, Luca needs a score mark. No, it is smart basketball to shoot 80% from two feet, then 30, 40, even from out there. It's not, it, it just. Yeah. And, um, and so uh, CJ is one of those guys that reminded us of that last night, just how valuable he is and just how unselfish he is. And, um, um, and I think everyone's seeing that too. Yeah, no, most definitely. Uh, when I have you here, I got to ask you about the the nickname, the Garzilla nickname <laughs> that, that's going around. That uh, what does Luke ever said anything about that? Does he like it? Uh, do you guys like it, or is that something you're like? I'm not a big fan. Well, you know, I think I tweeted it out one time. I said, you know, here comes Garzilla or something like that. I just said Garzilla because I'd heard it, and I I'd actually it was the it was the roast of. Uh, Roseanne Barr, I heard some comedian call her Rosella. <laughs> like, oh, that sounds funny as well, perhaps I. Uh, so anyway, I, I, I like it. I, I, it's fun. Garzella, you know, it's, um, yeah, you know, 
So I, I think he chuckles uh, when he hears it. Um, I think he gets a little kick out of it. Um, I think, you know, breathing with it, oh, with his mouth and all this. You know, they have some with flames coming out. And they put yeah. it on top of the, you know, Godzilla creature in the movie. And so there's so many creative people out there doing so, so much fun stuff, despite all the, the negativity and toxicity, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how does it, uh, you know, like you, you talked about earlier, how, how good, um, you know, the Iowa fans and the people of Iowa have been to you guys and how many great people you've met. Um, I think that's a two-way street. Um, I know that the okay. Iowa fans feel the same way about you and about Luca. Um, I don't know how well you know this, but um, there's some a lot of a handful of players' parents over the years that have become really popular. And Frank, you're one of them. The, <laughs> That you're a huge fan favorite. Um, everyone's wanting to get pictures with you, uh, get your get your autograph after games, just because you're such a genuine good guy. And uh, people of Iowa really notice that. And you know, it's almost like you're an Iowa resident now. Like you're one of us. <laughs> you know, we, we're, we're adopting you, and you're one of us now. We're not going to let you go. Um, what what's that been like? Uh, the attention from the fans and and how much people are just drawn to you. And how has that been? Well, it's um, well, thank you for all of that. It's very flattering. Uh, um, well, I, you know, I think that um, there's something in human nature when you can see the authenticity of a person, you know, who they are uh, by what they do and their actions. Um, I think that's endearing. It's what's endeared us here to Iowa. And I think since it is genuine, um, the love, um, uh, my son and and our relationship and and, um, and same thing with my daughter and my wife they they are all that but I think people you know see that and uh, and um, and again you know in start of the sophomore season you know where he had that basketball removed off the yeah team, you know it was nine hour total five and a half hour under the blade thing uh, I think that had a lot to do with too just to, you know people were just so and it was just so. Hmm, so hard uh, to go through that uh, there's been some sacrifice too along this whole thing that I think people have looked into and yeah and um, and so anyway it's been a bit flattering I I, uh, I, I accept being adopted <laughs> good <laughs> you know I have all my Iowa stuff in DC and and um, uh, so anyway uh, it's been truly uh, a blessing I think you know anybody that's a parent out there really you know can put themselves in your shoes and feel that, you know, when your child is having to go through something like that, it's a hundred times more difficult than even having to go through it yourself. You know, you're, I always tell my kids, you don't know really what real love is until you have your own kids. Like you love your kids on a whole nother level than anyone or anything in your life. And I think, you know, anybody that had kids really felt for you and, you know, just, Obviously, Luke is a great kid and you know, wanted nothing but the best. So uh, that love for your children, it's, un it's unmatched. Yeah. No, it's something that uh, people recognize in themselves, too, because they were humans. And so it's, um, yeah, it's true. And uh, yeah, it was a tough period of time. We didn't, we didn't even think about playing basketball as well. He's going to live. What's underneath that 10-pound cyst? Is there a cancer? Is it too Yeah. What caused it? Oh, my God. Yeah. And um, so it, um, you know... Well, you know, glad we came out of it on the on the right end. Um, that's yeah. you know, so gotta, we've got to be thankful for that. And uh, one one thing I really wanted to ask you about too was the 
let the peacock fly the uh, the, the scholarship the organization that you have going um for teachers tell us a little bit about um what that is what and what the behind the name let the peacock fly what that means yes certainly and by the way dr howe was a was an angel he's the one that uh, i wanted just to point that out all of the experience with the hospital Isle hospital was just uh, as awful as that was it was a miracle uh, like we're saying uh, that he came out the right end and Dr. Howe was the reason for that. And uh, talk about another wonderful uh, human being. So I want to make sure I say that. So yeah, let the peacock fly. You know, it's, um, you know, I had peacocks when Luke was growing up. He doesn't remember him so much, but we had, I, I'm a bird guy. My name Garza, it means a stork or a blue heron. I mean, in, in the Latin, you know, uh, meaning. So anyway, it's, I'm, I'm particular to birds. And um, and if you've ever seen one fly, it is kind of one of those wow kind of moments because <laughs> just how much stuff they have to get up in the air and how hard they have to go kind of like with luca running <laughs> <You know? laughs> so so um, what's behind it is is a philosophy you know uh and any good and principle so any good principles got a promise to it so uh the idea is that don't let what you cannot do get in the way of, of what you can do so use that in any year of your life. But if you use it in sports and say, well, geez, I'm not very fast. Well, then don't get in a track contest or a sprint contest. Play ahead of the game. Be there before they arrive, right? Do what you can, not what you cannot. And it's a more of a philosophy of that. And then, of course, I got mic'd up in the second round of the tournament. It was Trent Cook that volunteered me. And I'm like, oh, come on. I'm going to, you know, Tyler's dad, I'm going to turn him down. And everyone's like, no, you're doing it. I said, all right. And so at one point, Luca got his foul. And you know how Fran is with fouls. Boom, you're just sitting. And yep. I'm like, oh, no, we can't afford. Oh, no, I, you got to let the peak. So I said that just because it's just, I'd say, I've said it, you know. Yeah. And so they picked up on it. And then then right after that, they when I said let the peak off, I literally, Fran put him back in the game. And I went, oh, well, that's great coaching because they just wanted to tell him something and then get him right back out there. So yeah. I was just like, yay. So anyway. And then there was a movie, The Other Guys, uh, with uh, Will. Um, oh, Will Ferrell. Yeah, Will Ferrell, and um, Goldberg or uh, what is his name? Anyway, so Mark Wahlberg. A, yeah, exactly. Thank you for that. So there was a, a a scene in there where I'm a peacock, you gotta let me fly, kind of thing. <laughs> and so that was funny when I saw that movie, and so it's just kind of stuck, you know. Well, with the last name, like you said, I wasn't aware that it had that meaning, so it just it it, it was destiny that he become a Hawkeye. Then you know. Yeah, exactly. Hey, that's that's a fantastic. I did not know that. That's yeah, pretty cool information. My, my my mascot in, in high school was the Anacorta Seahawks. Oh, and cool. So I, you know, it's kind of funny how that all 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 uh, you know fits together. Yeah. yeah. That way. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, probably what hasn't been a as much of a surprise for you and the coaching staff, but Keegan Murray. Um, has really blown us all away. The kid's a freshman, and he's going out there playing like a senior. Uh, his athleticism and his basketball IQ seems to be extremely high for a freshman. Uh, can you tell us about what that's been like uh, watching him grow as a person and a player, and uh, you know, what type of future you see for him? Yeah, great question. I mean, well, first off, hats off to his family. I know his dad has a lot to do with that for both his sons, um, you know, and helping him. Uh, so my 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 hats off uh, to them. Uh, yeah, Keegan is um, uh, is a special player, and um, can't believe he was overlooked. I mean, see, many Christmas. 
yeah. his athleticism is absurd. I mean, he's like, I watch practices where Luka is wide open. I mean, not wide open. He's got a box out. He's going to get the rebound. And then out of nowhere, this guy flies through and grabs him. I'm like, well, what the heck was that? You've seen it. Yeah. Got him underneath, they jump up. They're going to dunk on a block. Or he's underneath. He's going to go up and dunk on you. You're like, oh, my God. What is this kid? So I, I predict he'll be a big time, big time star. And, um, and there's a huge future for him. Um, uh, out there and I and I, I uh, so I'm very uh, you know happy about that and, and had no idea he was that good it's just rare to see a kid at that end of the court you know be able to, the defense he can play and his rebounding ability and then to go down and he'll jump pull up a three for a three-pointer and fly yeah. through the lane I mean the kid has got a, such a well-rounded game it's at that age just a freshman is like wow it's impressive yeah no it really is and um but again, that's Fran's trademark, you know, finding players like uh, that uh, been overlooked and uh, and uh, and and high quality, you know, high caliber kids, and you know that's important the intangibles. And so, yeah, no, it's it's uh, classic, uh, classy, uh, classic Fran. <laughs> it's kind of the Iowa way across the board with all sports. Is you know they they really pride themselves, as you know, and just finding high integrity kids that have been overlooked that they have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. They want to go out there and have something to prove. And um, that, that's definitely, they found a, a, a gem in him, you know, Keegan, yes. the kid's yeah. tough. Yeah. Um, I, I want to know from you being as close to the sidelines as you've been in, as close to Fran, um, when that Fran con meter starts rising and Fran starts getting really angry and really animated, which I think he's been so much more laid back this year than I've ever seen him. What what's that like being in the stands and and feeling that the Francon meter just about ready to go through Carver Hawkeye? <laughs> well, I'm, well, well. The truth of the matter is, I'm I'm uh, uh, and, and I'm probably uh, enraged as much as him at the same <laughs> time because we're enraged about the same things, you know. So it's like, oh, can't believe that happened. Oh my god. So we're just you know so passionate about it. But no, I worry about him getting a heart attack or something. <laughs> Because he gets, he, it'll go atomic, boom, and that's yeah. right on the heart. It caused the arrhythmia, right? It causes it to go like that. So I, I really worry about that. And then, of course, I think sometimes the refs are doing it just to, you know, I don't know. It's probably wrong. Just to, to get to that, him. But, but yeah, he's, you know, but after him nipping on you all game, you probably want to go, okay, coach, this one, I could call this two different ways. I'm going to call it the way it's going to get you red in the face. I don't know. I'm sure there's some of that. I was there. I don't. He shouldn't. I, that wasn't a technical foul on Sunday in, in Wilmington. No, uh, like what happened, and it, it came was out so, of nowhere. So unfair. Yeah, it was so unfair. What was going on there, and uh, it just was. And so, um, yeah, watching Fran do that, it's like, you know, of course, I always worry because you can only lock onto one thing at a time. So if you're upset about this, and the kids are sitting, I got, got, you got to talk to him. You got to get with him. You got to be with him and get back in the game. So anyway, I think what you've seen him in this last couple of years is really understanding that greater, which is when he's doing that, he's typically the players are a little lost because they're not having mm -hmm. the coach talking to him and his head is enraged for good reason for what happened, but you can only lock onto that. So it means you're locking out your team and maybe what they need to hear from you. And so anyway, he's, I think the change is because he's, he's realized that and just his team needs him, you know? And, yeah. Um, you know, so. I've had the joy of meeting uh, coach McCaffrey in person and, 
he's such a laid back, friendly, easygoing guy. <laughs> when you just talk to him, he's so cool. That I'm like, wow, you know, he's, he, I get jacked up when I see him getting fired up. I'm like, get him, friend. That's what I'm talking about. You know, it's nice to see your coach get out there and fight for the players. Right. So, well, there's two things about Fran I love. First, I love his laugh. Man, he got a beautiful laugh. And then the other like thing is, I like it when his upper lip kind of twittered. You know, he's, every once in a while, he'll, when you get ready to talk, when he's, <laughs> something going on or he got that little upper lip wiver and i just love that it's just so so you know just so real uh and um i'll know him my my whole life and and um um and and i'm and i'm i'm, I'm happy for him and his family and, and that's him. great well he's we're lucky to have him as our coach and uh we're you know, I think that 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 was that was some pretty cool insight. So we appreciate that. Um, I don't want to keep you all day because I could chat sure. with you forever. So I have one last question I wanted sure. to ask you um, with with Luca getting uh, drafted wherever he, he ends up going. Um, what's going to be your plan um, on either relocating and that NBA schedule is going to be kind of hard to travel with him and go to every game. That's a right. 82 game schedule. That's that's pretty tough to do. Uh, do you guys have a plan on what you're going to do for that? Well, we're going to talk about it. I mean, my, you know, I'll always be his, uh, you know, his coach in terms of his, particularly on the offensive end. And the, I mean, I'll always be that role, but he's going to move now into, you know, his, the apprenticeship is over. It was over, not over. I mean, he, there, he's doing things that I couldn't do, right? I've even tried to practice some of the shots he's made in game time on purpose. And I'm a great shooter still today, both hands. I'm still a phenomenal shooter. And I try to make it. And I couldn't. I'm just like, man, like he, what he's done with a jump book. Um, and you're going to see probably more in his NBA career, the skyhook. But he just he's not able to use it in the Big Ten with everyone crowding him all the time and three guys yeah. on it. you got to have single coverage where you can really stretch it. So you'll see that as that develops. But what will happen with Luca? We're going to get him ready for the workouts. You know, he already got his place and apartment already <laughs> ready to go come May, you know, and get, get going. And... Um, um, so I'll, I'll have my hand in that, but as he, uh, gets deeper in his professional career, these, these, uh, teams have hundreds of coaches and this and that. So my role will be, uh, you know, will be less with that. And, uh, uh as he absorbs more, uh, with, uh, with the other professional coaches. And so, and then what I'm going to do is I've never not passed out the knowledge. I've been asked by so many coaches, Hey, come work with our big men, come do what you did with Luca, come do that. And of course, I, I, Luca was young. I remember the story. Uh, uh, he's a young kid, about 14. And, and uh, you know, players are like, players that used to beat up on him and, and, uh, and be victorious over him wouldn't happen anymore because he was getting better. He was getting better. He was getting better. They were seeing how he's getting better because we were working up. And so they would come up to me and they'd go up to the coach and say, hey, can you get Mr. Garza to work with? So they came to me and they, I said, well, I've got to ask Luca if he'd like that. If he wants it to do it, then fine. So Luca, because it's how you teach your kids, you know, the independent thinkers. And he says, no way, Dad. I go, well, tell me why. He goes, well, because, of course, I knew the answer. He goes, well, if you teach them what you've taught me, they'll beat me. <laughs> right? <laughs> so don't let that happen. So I'm really seriously, I want to try and bring back the Pete Newell big man camp, you know, and uh, and the big person. So I, I want I want women there, too, uh, to teach them what I've, what I've taught Luca. And all the experience of everything's been taught. I'm standing on the on the shoulder of giants that have taught me. I learn. I have no stuff that no one else knows because the people that taught me are no longer living. One being my high school basketball coach, the other one being my college 
coach who passed away all within the last four years. And so uh, I want to pass that forward uh, or, you know, pay that forward and, and, and see if we can continue to have the, the big, big person uh, being a, a, a respected player rather than just being someone to run 94 feet and uh, get, get a rebound and, uh, and be quiet. And so uh, that's what I'm hoping to do in this next phase. And Luca will, uh, will, be, will be part of it, whether we call it the Luca basketball school or whatever we they let the peacock fly school mm-hmm. or uh, yeah. sky hook school, whatever. That's, that's probably what we'll, we'll move into to, to get back. I think uh, I speak for most of the Hawkeye fans. We're, um, there's not a lot of NBA Hawkeye fans right now. And I think a lot of us are waiting to see where he goes because uh, that's going to be my new NBA team. I'm going to have to pick up the, the new Luca Garza NBA jersey wherever he ends up because, you, you know, the thing with Iowans is they're super loyal. And, you know, with Luca going to the NBA, they're, they're going to watch him, you know, every game. They're going to go to games with their Hawkeye stuff. Uh, they're going to be with him for the whole journey, supporting him and rooting for him in everything that he does. So that's, that's, that's the cool part about it. And that's pretty awesome. But Frank, thank you so much for taking time out of your super busy schedule and everything that you have going on. And, you know, we wish you nothing but the best for, for Luca um, finishing the season and, you know, having a successful end of the year and a, a very healthy and uh and successful transition into the nba draft yeah i appreciate that um thanks for having me and, and uh, continued good uh, good luck with uh, what you're doing there in nebraska with the hawks nest all right thank you sir go hawks go hawks all right let's see you now